With free agency underway, the rumors are swirling like a tornado. And two teams that seem on a collision course to talk and possibly make a major deal are the Oakland A's and the St. Louis Cardinals. Today, we have crossover trade talk with Jason Burke from Locked on A's on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals and Locked On A's your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can also go to YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, now that we have the offseason up and running, talking about trades, we're talking about free agents a lot, and uh, one of the big names that's been brought up repeatedly, even got brought up last year at the trade deadline, or I should say last season, was that of catcher Sean Murphy of the Oakland A's. The Cardinals have a lot of interest in the catching market right now because Yadier Marlina has retired. He's no longer with the team. Andrew Kisner is not exactly what you would call starter material. So we have to find ways to get a new catcher in St. Louis. We've talked about the free agency with Wilson Contreras. We've heard about Christian Vasquez, who was just with the Houston Astros, won a national or won a World Series title. But what about the trades? Trades are something that uh, the Cardinals are usually pretty darn good at. They uh, usually win more than they lose. And it seems that they have their eyes set on a couple of different people who they could acquire in a trade. Alejandro Kirk from the Toronto Blue Jays. And then we have got from the Oakland Athletics, one Sean Murphy. So being the fact that I am not with the Oakland A's, we do have a man who knows a little something, something. <laughs> the Oakland Athletics. And that would be Jason Burke, the host of Locked On A's joining us here today on Locked On Cardinals. Jason, I uh, appreciate you taking your time and uh, coming out and hanging out with us today to talk some trades, man. How are things going on the West Coast? Things are cold. Um, <laughs> well, wait, hold, what, what, what is, by what, our standards, they are very cold. I'm wearing what, a sweatshirt what, what, right now. <laughs> what, what is cold for you, Jason? What do you think cold is? I mean, it's like 45, 50 right now. Okay, it's that, cold. That, that, that's acceptable. That's definitely <laughs> acceptable because uh, we're still sitting around like mid fifties here in the Midwest. So it's that's not all right. Shabby. We'll get, we'll get by with that. We're, that's a heat wave for us. We got weirdos out there wearing shorts, trying to do outdoor activities. This is beautiful is what uh, people in the Midwest would say, but I am uh, doing the news anchor thing. I am wearing shorts under this. So yes, at a boy, at a boy. I'm yep. also wearing pants. Uh, I'm not going to show them off right now, but they are Adidas <laughs> pants. Uh, not shorts, because I consider this to be a little bit chilly. So anywho, um, so the the hot stove, as they like to call it, is uh, underway. 
We haven't had any major signings or anything just yet. A lot of people throwing out qualifying offers and this and that. And you're hearing all the rumors that are going on uh, throughout Major League Baseball because the uh, GM meetings wrapping up in Las Vegas. And um, the Cardinals uh, are looking for a catcher. They need a catcher. Uh, the Oakland A's have some catchers. You've got some great prospects who are set to come up, and uh, it appears that are ready to uh, take over in the Major Leagues. And uh, you've already got a good one, though, in Sean Murphy, who just won a gold glove last year. Seems to be pretty darn uh, awesome. Uh, why? Well, first off, let me ask you. Tell us why Sean Murphy is as good as he is. Like, what is it makes him special and puts him up as a, uh, a different level of catcher compared to the average guy in the Major League Baseball? I mean, honestly, he hasn't played that much in the major leagues. He played 2021 full season, 2022 full season, uh, the pandemic shortened season in 2020. And then he got brought up for a little bit in 2019. So he's still kind of not like figuring it out. He's doing great, but mm -hmm. he's still learning his way and there's still room for him to grow. And that's got to be enticing for a team that's trying to get his services like the Cardinals. And he's already doing it at the major league level as well. Uh, he was a gold glove and silver slugger slugger finalist this season. He didn't win it either of them, but he was a finalist. So he was one of the top three in the American league in both of those. And uh, that's a nice, that's a nice combination. I would say um, in the second half, he really seemed to turn things around. He, he'd already been a little like 8% above league average. He'd already been pretty good, you know, a, better than league average uh, backstop there. But in the second half, he had a 140 WRC plus, uh, according to Fangraphs. So that's 40% above league average. And if you're getting that from your catcher position, that's not bad. Uh, he, he hit 250 with a 332 on base this season. Those don't like stand out, you know, like huge numbers, but for a catcher still kind of finding his way, that is a, a nice stat line right there. He also hit uh, seven, or had a 758 OPS. So nice numbers, stuff that you would definitely want to acquire. And there's still room for growth from him as well. And something that doesn't get talked about a lot is uh, the A's were bad uh, in 2022. And him and Seth Brown are basically the focal points of the offense. They were the power guys. And for them to have the seasons that they had, I think, were uh, that, that's admirable. And showed that they could still go, even though they're getting the, 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 the attention of the opposing pitcher, they, they still went out there and, you know, made improvements. And I thought that was impressive. Mm -hmm. And it, you put them with, you know, Arenado and Goldschmidt and some other guys. Uh, yeah. He's going to be an even better bat. You would have to think. Yeah. Yeah. If you put him around uh better hitters, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to carry the load in mm -hmm. St. Louis. If uh, they decided to acquire him and bring him into the, the Cardinals organization. Um, so there's obviously a lot of positives about Sean Murphy. Uh, mm -hmm. You mentioned it, it. He just kind of started the last couple of seasons to, play at the major league level he's 27 years old what was it that took him so long to make it to the majors because you know people hear 27 and they're kind of like well that's not too old if he was starting when he was 21 and that's not really the case uh, as far as his major league career he had some uh, bad injury luck for a couple of seasons there that slowed down his progress but uh he hasn't been on the il in a while so he's been fine he's He's mm -hmm. healthy. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned all of the positives. Uh, obviously, he's got he's got the glove. Uh, one thing that's been brought up a lot recently is the ability to frame pitches and to call games. Uh, some people consider Wilson Contreras not good at that. Uh, I I don't know really. I don't know the difference between if uh, if he is 
you know, framing pitches well or not. Um, does Sean Murphy he won a gold glove? I, I'm assuming he knows what he's doing back there and is uh, pretty good with pitchers. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he is. Um, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I, he's in the 90th percentile somewhere. It's like 92nd or 98th. One of those is really good, and one of those is also fairly good and probably better than Wilson Contreras if you don't think that he's good. So, yes, he is uh, He is an excellent pitch framer. He's going to get those strikes for hopefully ace pitchers, but uh, maybe, yeah. maybe Cardinals pitchers. We'll see. <laughs> um, so we mentioned all these positives that he's got going for him. Are there anything on the negative side of things? Because nobody's perfect. Is there? Is there something about uh, Murphy that, you know, you're kind of like, well, he does all of this really well, but then there's this that happens once in a while. I mean, he strikes out a little bit, but he's got like really good raw power. He's a he's a power bat, mm -hmm. and I think that part of his evolution this year was cutting down on those strikeouts a little bit and get get going the other way, getting hits and just doing some of that stuff. So that's still a little bit of a work in progress, but uh, you know, he he's he can hit the ball a long way, and mm -hmm. uh, that's that's part of the the other side of that coin as well. So strikeouts are a little bit of a concern, but his defense is fantastic. Uh, he'll he'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, what about personality wise? What kind of what kind of guy are we looking at in Sean Murphy? Is he kind of a quiet guy the way like Paul Goldschmidt is just goes about his business? Or is he somebody that enjoys talking to the media and is somebody that would have a personality? He's more of a quiet guy. Um, yeah. I, I mean, early in the season, he got hit on the on the backside. I will watch my language on his backside. And his, buttocks. A, his buttocks. <laughs> um, I believe it was his left buttocks. Yeah, um, and that went viral, uh, at least locally. I don't know if you guys saw it. And uh, th there was a bunch of, you know, gifts and memes made out of that. And uh, that kind of stuck with him all season. And he seemed to have fun with that. But he wasn't out there, you know, going looking for the attention. Uh, he, he, kinda, he just does his thing and he controls the pitching staff very well. He works with them. And, uh, you know, it, he's a great catcher in general. And I think that, you know, with Yadier Molina retiring, if you're looking for a guy that you might be able to sign to a long-term deal, Sean Murphy is a pretty good bet, honestly. Uh, he'd be a very nice replacement uh, for Yadier Molina, in my view. And that's why uh, I, I talked to you guys first, because I was like, ah, the Cardinals seem to make a lot of sense. You know, like in, in the mm -hmm. NFL, when you have your Peyton Manning and you're like, oh, well, we need to go get another one of those because we don't know what to do with a crappy one. Uh, yeah. It's like that. So I, I feel like there's some of that incentive for the Cardinals as well. Uh, is that accurate or no? Uh, definitely, definitely. Because the whoever they bring in is going to inevitably be compared to what Yachty did for 20 years. And I keep trying to tell people like, there's not going to be another Yachty that just comes in and you get him for another 10 years or so. Yeah. But if you can get somebody that uh, can give you both things, like uh, be a positive person at the plate as well as behind the plate, because defense is quite important to the Cardinals franchise. They've always kind of, you know, prided themselves in getting good defense. You saw all the gold gloves they won last year. They got a couple more this year. Uh, and they love having somebody behind the plate who uh, is good with the pitchers, but is also dangerous, can throw runners out. And uh, Murphy obviously has a, has a very good arm, is good at uh, throwing out would-be runners. And the other side of it, too, is uh, no offense, but he's played on some not-so-great teams yeah. with maybe not-so-great pitchers that maybe aren't holding runners on quite as well. And uh, it makes the numbers skewed a little bit. But um, he just seems to make a lot of sense for the Cardinals as far as what they're looking for, mm -hmm. because they've made a point to say, well, we don't want to subtract too much from the defensive side just to get a lot more offense. And then you mentioned uh, the years. 
Uh, you've got Contreras, who's going to be 31, is going to be very expensive this year because there are people jumping all over this. And then you've got Murphy, who's up for arbitration, which is why the A's are going to try to move him because they don't want to have to pay for that. And you've got great prospects at the catching position ready to come up, right? Yes. Uh, Shea Langoliers made his big league debut at the end of uh, 2022. He was acquired in the Matt Olson deal. Uh, trades. Um, and so there's <laughs> there's definitely a, 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 a load of guys. And Tyler yeah. Soderstrom's coming up. He's probably going to move to first base, but people keep saying he's a catcher. And I'm like, sure, I guess if you want to have all of the... <laughs> Somebody's going to be at first base at some point, and Tyler Sosa <laughs> makes the most sense. Um, and then they just drafted with their first pick in the uh, 2022 draft, Daniel Susak. So, uh, yeah, they've got a lot of very good catching talent in the minor leagues. And I think that they almost they don't have to trade Murphy by any means. But right. by moving tra uh, Sean Murphy, then uh, they can also move guys up when, when they need to, as opposed to having both Shea Lingaliers and Sean Murphy in the big leagues just basically holding everything up. So you're going to have to move them at some points and uh, may mm -hmm. as well get a bunch of prospects for them too. Yeah. Strike while the iron is hot. That's the idea. And it's something Oakland's usually been pretty darn good at is knowing when it's time to move somebody to get the biggest haul possible, you know, mm -hmm. because they're, they're playing with uh, you know, a payroll that isn't like everybody else's. So yeah. to overpay for somebody like Sean Murphy and then have these young guys who are way cheaper, just sitting there, like, doesn't make a lot of sense for the yeah. Oakland A's franchise. So, hence why uh, he would be available this offseason. So, mm -hmm. we're going to talk more about different trade options uh, here momentarily because uh, we both sent back and forth some offers. Some of them were not liked very much by somebody <laughs> not named JD. And then there's ones that were said that let's talk about them. Let's see what we can negotiate here. So, we're going to get into that next here on Locked On Cardinals and Locked On A's with the. Uh, crossover episode here today but first uh make sure you guys are heading over to a place that i enjoy going to and that is betonline.net it is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis you get the latest odds you get the latest trends for every professional and amateur league that's out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports they've got it all at betonline.net and if you love sports podcasts and Judging by the fact that you're listening or watching this one right now, <laughs> you probably do. So uh, Bet Online also has podcasts available too. Not saying they're going to be any better than what we have here at Locked On Cardinals and Locked On A's, but they're there for you if you want to browse through them. Uh, we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Thursday night football last night, you had the Panthers rumble over the Falcons to cover the spread this weekend. Uh, the Titans are only minus three at home against the Denver Broncos, who for all purposes have kind of stunk this year, but uh, you've also got the health of Derrick Henry, which might be an issue. We don't know what's going to happen with him. They're coming off of that game where they almost beat the chiefs, which was uh, kind of miraculous. The fact that they hung around and were hardly throwing the ball. So you've got that game. That's kind of uh peaking my interest. Same thing with the bills at home against the Vikings. Maybe no Josh Allen this weekend. And that makes this a totally different story. But right now, Bills favored by three. Dolphins only three and a half favorites at home against Cleveland. These are just some of the games that you might be interested in. College basketball, obviously, uh, has begun and is in full swing. Uh, Jason, do you root for anybody? Uh, you know, being in the Oakland area, uh, Raiders, you know, because they've no. come and gone and come and gone. No? Okay. No, when, when I was uh, coming up as a, as a youngling, uh, the Raiders were gone. So it was Niners yeah. country for me. So, uh, yeah, if I, if I root for a team, it's probably the Niners. 
There you go. There you go. I, I'm actually a, a Packers fan. I grew up, growing up in St. Louis, I didn't have a team. And then the Rams showed up, but I'd already kind of given my heart to Green Bay. Yeah. So it was kind of rough to like, <laughs> uh, well, you know, you don't want to have two, two in the hen house at the same time. Yeah. So, uh, so Green Bay, which uh, has not, so your Niners have actually been total enemies of me for uh, a couple of years now. You just, you got their number, man. But uh, head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device so you can learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Once again, it's crossover episode here at Locked on Cardinals and Locked on A's. Jason Burke is joining us. And if you haven't uh, given him a follow on Twitter, you see his Twitter handle there right below his beautiful face. And then don't forget to follow Locked on A's as well. They're obviously going to be uh, a part of discussions with uh, numerous teams when it comes to making moves this offseason because Oakland's always one of those teams that's just kind of wheeling and dealing and uh, trying to continuously get as many prospects as possible. Now, mm -hmm. me and you have come up with a couple of different trade scenarios that we thought might be fair deals, all right? So I'm going to start with the one that you completely annihilated and said, I don't like any of these dudes that you're <laughs> offering me whatsoever. So this is the one that I, I brought up on the Locked on Cardinals podcast the other day. And it has Alec Burleson, who's one of our uh, top five left-handed hitters in uh, the organization. Uh, Nolan Gorman also was our number one prospect going into the year before getting called up. Uh, you've also got Dakota Hudson, who was coming off uh, his Tommy John surgery. And he's still 27 years old and is just kind of getting things back together. And then we had Jordan Montgomery, left-handed pitcher that they got from the A's at the, or from the Yankees at the trade deadline. And it's just somebody that I thought you could put in there because he's got value being a left-hander. He's going to be arbitration eligible here, so he's going to get a raise. But it might be a guy that the A's would be interested in to trade for and then flip him later on and get even more prospects back for him. In return, we've got Sean Murphy and then Seth Brown, who uh, I think fits a lot of needs for this Cardinals team because they're on the lookout for a veteran left-handed hitter who can pound right-handers and they love a guy who can play just about anywhere. And that's something that Seth Brown brings to the table. He can play all of the outfield positions. He can DH. He can also play some first base, which uh, the Cardinals are trying to fill uh, now that Albert Pujols is no longer with us. So looking at that trade, tell me about how bad that is, because you didn't like any of that really when I <laughs> sent it to you. Okay, so... I, I've grown to like Burleson just a little bit more, okay. <laughs> but Nolan Gorman, he struck out a whole bunch and his yeah. glove was not great even at second base. So really, where is he going to play if you're not really trading for a second baseman? You can just convert somebody to second base, which these are kind of trying to do right now with Jordan Diaz, one of their best hitting prospects who doesn't really have a defensive position. So they got a bunch of guys that could play second base in theory right now. And I don't, mm -hmm. I mean, Nola Gorman would make sense, but he's not like a sure thing with the bat either. So we'll see. He's got some good power and that's, that's yeah. enticing, but the A's have been going more towards guys that strike out 20% or less uh, with a lot of their recent acquisitions. And so Gorman doesn't quite fit that. And then, uh, yeah, Jordan Montgomery has one year of control left. Dakota Hudson is, he's fine, I guess. Uh, does he have one year of control left too? I, I forget, but uh, yeah, I believe he, he's got a. I think he's got a couple left. Yeah, and, but he's an older guy, and the A's have traded for older guys. Like uh, they got Adam Aller in the Chris Bassett trade, and he's an older guy, but he hadn't been in the big leagues yet, so he had six years of control left. So it, it didn't quite fit what I think the A's are trying to go for. 
Um, I, I wrote something about this on the site that I run, uh, Inside the A's. It's an affiliation with Sports Illustrated. And the A's generally in their trades go for one big leaguer, one guy in the upper minors, and one guy in the lower minors. That's kind of their formula okay. for getting a trade together. And you got some guys in the majors. And then, you know, uh, Burleson, who's been both in the major or in, you know, St. Louis and also in AAA. So he would be like the upper minors guy, but there's not that, that lower minors guy necessarily. And okay. so I'm like, I, I don't know. And I, do they want two veteran pitchers? That that was my, my pushback there, uh, okay. I, I think. So, yeah, it's it, 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 a horrible trade, J.D. <laughs> yeah, but basically we went to that baseballtradevalues.com website yeah. and that just, you know, mathematically added into – it looked like it was equal and actually went uh, above what the uh, A's with yeah. Murphy and Brown would be. Um, and just so you know, Nolan Gorman is actually a third baseman who they moved a second because yeah. that Nolan Orinato guy is over there at third and he's not going anywhere. So uh, that, that that is why he's playing second base, but he's got a cannon for an arm. He's got a third yeah. baseman's arm and they're trying to just move him to second base and he only yeah. had one year learning under that so hence why things are a little difficult for him over there but all of that makes sense now another thing about that trade that you pointed out is the a's don't really want to move seth brown in fact they they really like him because he's not going to cost them a lot just yet so they don't need to move him right yeah they don't need to move him at all um it, okay. he was asked uh the a's gm david forrest was asked about that specific question uh during the the gm meetings yesterday i believe on uh, MLB Network, and he was like, "Hey, they asked, are, are they gonna? Are, is he available? Like, what's going on?" And he kind of smirked. He was like, "He's been a popular guy these, these meetings," and uh, he sure. basically said, "No, I'm looking forward to him continuing to grow in Oakland next year." And I mean, usually he'd be more cagey. I, I think that if he was gonna like not trade him, uh, so that the the answer that he gave seemed to think seemed to say he's gonna be in Oakland. He's making the major league minimum next year. Where are we going to find that production for that price? We don't need right. to move him yet. And I I also could make the argument, I did this on my show yesterday, uh, following that comment, where I'm like, maybe you could trade him, though. Like, uh, obviously, I want Seth Brown to stay because the A's need something to watch next year, or A's fans need something to watch next year. But you, he's also 30 years old. He's going to be 31 yeah. next July. So is he going to be part of the next group anyway? Uh, maybe you do move him. So I don't know that he's going to hold up a trade, but I don't know that they're actively trying to trade him is where I'm standing right now. I think. Yeah, he's not He's not in the area where Murphy's going to get a raise here, and he's not to that point yet, which is yeah. something I wasn't aware of. I thought he was coming up on it. He's not there yet, which makes sense why Oakland's like, well, we don't have to. He's fine. We, don't, we can yeah. afford him right now. All right, so... Jason then turned around and after he tore my trade to pieces, ended up <laughs> ended up sending me one. Uh, and this is the one that you brought up that uh, you thought the A's would be interested in. So uh, you've got Sean Murphy, who will be the centerpiece of all of these, by the yes. way, in case you're wondering. Uh, you've also added uh, Paul Blackburn in on this one. Mm -hmm. And in return for the A's, you were uh, looking for Tink Hintz, who's one of our uh, top pitching prospects in the organization. Mm -hmm. Matthew Libertor, who was our number one pitching prospect going into last year. And then you've got Mason Wynn, who's our number two overall prospect. And is one of the guys. Hold on, we got to get you off the screen. There you go. Show him what you were doing. There you yeah. go. Right. That's a good looking Ooh. trade. I, I got to say, it's a good looking trade. Uh, you guys are getting, uh, giving away less value, honestly. I think that's a better trade for you guys. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, uh, according to the trade values, uh, 54.70 to 52.50, because the last one I put up there uh, was in the 60s for. Uh, 
for for what the A's were going to get. Um, my side of this would be that the Cardinals seemingly have no interest whatsoever of moving two guys in their organization, and that would be Jordan Walker, who's their top prospect, and Mason Wynn, who's their number two. And I almost think that the reason why they're not even touching any of the superstar free agent shortstops that are out there this offseason is the fact that they think Mason Wynn's going to be that next guy and is going to be something special. So I, I just don't see them trying to add Mason Wynn into any trade. Now, would the A's settle for anything below one of those top guys? Like, in your honest opinion, is that what it's going to actually take to pry Sean Murphy from Oakland? I mean... Probably not, because that's not necessarily how the A's always operate. Uh, I mean, when the A's were trading Frankie Montas, after we saw what Luis Castillo went for, we were like, oh, man, we are getting so many prospects. And then we're like, yeah, we did fine, I guess. That's that's a good return, I suppose. But there was no, like, Peraza. There was no uh, any of that stuff. So we're like, all right, sure. Uh, And now, I mean, now they have to trade one of those guys if they want him, if they want Sean Murphy. So that's beside Mm. the point. We're talking about the Cardinals. Um, Yeah, I mean... You could maybe swap out Mason Wynn for like Nars, Lars Newtbar. Uh, he's another guy that interests me, but I would prefer to uh, switch out Libertor for Newtbar if I was going to be making adjustments. Libertor is the yeah. guy that I'm actually lowest on uh, just based off of last season. Uh, he had a five ERA in both uh, the majors and in AAA. His walk rate was a little bit iffy in, in, at the major league level and the A's like guys that can control the ball a little bit more. Um, yeah. Was that is that like an always thing or is that like a, a specific thing like he was making his big league debut kind of thing? Um, he struggled a little bit the last couple of years. Like you, you'll see these moments of brilliance from Matthew Liberator. We'll have this game where you're like, there he is. There's the guy, the first round pick that we traded for. And then you see him struggle for like two weeks where he's just kind of all over the place. So, um, it's tough. It, it's honestly tough because, um, we want him to be worth more. So we can get something for him because to be honest, I think a lot of us, uh, especially fans are disappointed and uh, what we've gotten for Matthew Liberty, you know, because he just hasn't really lived up and he's still very young and I want to give him time to grow. But patience isn't the name of the game really anymore. You want to win now. And that's, you know, why we're doing shows like this, because we want to get all the dudes. We want all the cool guys. Um, You offered uh, or that's the only offer that you threw back at me. But I want to kind of counter things with two more offers to you. So uh, let's bring up this other one. So I left. uh, Matthew Liberatore in there. Now, you mentioned that you don't have any interest in Dakota Hudson, really. Uh, I was just thinking the reason why I keep bringing him in is because he's like major league ready. And maybe that's somebody that he's a sinker baller. So he's a guy that maybe he'd be good in the bullpen as uh, somebody to get those double plays out of the pen. Um, But then we've also got Lars Newbar, who you mentioned you are interested in. So swapping him out instead of having Mason win in there. And then uh, we've also got. A, uh, a youngster, a 17-year-old shortstop who was actually our, I believe it's the 10th best prospect. Let me double check. Yeah, 10th overall best prospect in the Cardinals organization. His name's Jonathan Mejia. He's at rookie ball. Again, 17 years old, six feet tall, 185 pounds, but they seem to like uh, what he offers so far. And uh, in return, Sean Murphy, obviously. And then a guy that you and I talked about just between each other was Ramon Laureano who uh, had the suspension, but from all accounts is, is a pretty decent outfielder. Now, what what is it about Loriano that the Cardinal fans would be interested in if he was part of a deal? 
he's got a cannon of an arm. Um, I, it's gone viral a few times uh, on you know baseball Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, ah, baseball Twitter might not exist soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, we're, we're, in we're, in, we're in shambles <laughs> on Twitter right now. Who do you trust anymore? Oh man, uh, this guy. Uh, no, but Loriano, he's a he's a great defender. Um, they had to move him over to right field because they got Christian Pache this year, and uh, Loriano wasn't as good in center field. I'll be honest, he, he wasn't as good in center field uh, this past season. But you know, right field or center field, I think that he would be fine. Um, it's it just a matter of him staying healthy for a full season because he had the suspension in 2021. He was still serving that in 2022, and then his, his uh, season ended with a hip surgery uh, this year. So we missed the last like month of the year. And I mean, if he can stay healthy, he's, he's got some stuff. And I think that maybe this season, uh, his numbers were a little bit down just because uh, he was on a bad team and there wasn't a lot around him. So he was like, whatever, I'll I'll show up and do this. But if he's on the Cardinals playing for, you know, a, a spot in the playoffs, he's a fiery guy. He will, he will go out there and he will play his butt off for you. So uh, I think that a change of scenery might be good for him, honestly. And also he's going to yeah. be making like $3.9 million. So uh, yeah, why not? Yeah. And uh, he's just a couple of years removed from a, a big season where he hit 288 with 24 bombs, which, yeah. you know, Cardinal fans are like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Is that what he did? <laughs> and that's before COVID happened. And then he got suspended for the, uh, uh, you know, we're cheating a little bit there. And then, uh, you know, obviously some injuries, but um, it's a guy like, like you said, He's not great in center field, which is great because we don't need a center fielder. We got Dylan Carlson there. We could put him in right, and especially if you're moving Lars Newtbar, who is a fan favorite in St. Louis. Everybody loves him, and they love the spunk that he brings to the to the clubhouse and uh, his energy. Also a guy that's got a great arm in right field, uh, left-handed bat. But I don't know. I, I haven't been sold on him as an everyday player yet, but I think it's just because we haven't seen him enough. So I, I don't know, but uh, at, in the second half last year, a lot of his stats and a lot of the things showed that, you know, he's pretty good and he's a lot better than maybe his numbers showed at the end of the season. Now, you looking at that trade, is there anything about it besides the uh, Dakota Hudson that you're kind of like, I got no interest in that? I'm intrigued by it. Honestly, I, I like Lars Newtbar. I checked out his baseball savant page and everything yeah. was red. Everything was yeah. really, really, really good. And I mean, his expected stats weren't quite there like you would think with those number with you know those percentile rankings but at the same time i think that it's just a matter of playing time and the ace can give him playing time and a guy with a name like lars newbar is going to do very well with the oakland fan. <laughs> <laughs> um Mejia, i don't know a ton about him so uh, yeah. uh sure uh, i suppose um we'll, we'll see how that goes but i think that this scenario would put a lot more emphasis on libertor being a hit as opposed to yeah. him being maybe the third piece like you in my head was in the the one that I sent over. Okay. All right. So we've got one more scenario here that I want to throw up to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, I keep throwing Hudson in and uh, that's just, uh, just so you have a major league ready guy. Uh, but instead of putting in the 17 year old, I give you Joshua Baez. That is who I offer you here. Now, Joshua Baez is our number 11th ranked top prospect, and he was at A-ball this year, had injuries, so he started late in the year, 19 years old, but he is chock full of power. Uh, Lindsey Crosby from our uh, MLB Prospects uh, uh, show here at Locked On loves him some Josh Baez, uh, loves the power, the, the the way he swings the bat, thinks he he could be something. 
He's just very young at the moment. And in return again, it's Murphy and Loriano. Um, what are your thoughts on two outfielders coming your way? Or would you prefer it to be switched out and have uh, an infielder as part of the steal? I think that I'd be okay with this one. Um, I, I'm intrigued. I, I just pulled him up real quick as, you know, I wasn't on screen. And he's got a 70 rated arm. And uh, that's that's nice. That's two tools yeah. that I can bank on. You got power and arm. And I, I like yeah. that. Um, so that's, that's nice. Uh, Dakota Hudson can do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel but, uh, like I'm going to have to do better than Dakota Hudson. I'm picking up what you're putting down on that one. So, uh, I understand honestly, why. Maybe, I don't know. I'm just like going down in the prospect list. I'm like, what about, uh, I don't know. Uh, number 26, Ryan Lutos, Lutus. Sure, take him. Triple sure. A, twenty-three yeah. years old, six-five, two-fifteen. Yeah, yeah. He, he's somebody. Yeah, he's a guy. Uh, sure, I, yeah. I'd rather have him than Dakota Hudson. Uh, recently, we had uh, the Cardinals' top pitching prospect on the show, and uh, it's a name that I just didn't want to put him into the trades because I feel bad because we just had him on the show, and I, I hate to get rid of him already. But I feel like the guy Gordon Graceffa, who's our number three yeah. overall prospect, is is starting to get a lot of attention, and I feel like just being fair and being honest that it's going to take a combination of somebody like him and another top prospect mm. to go get Sean Murphy. These extra guys that I'm throwing in just because the, the website says that they're worth a lot. <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean that that's something that's going to move yes. the needle for the Oakland A's to uh, trade Sean Murphy to you. So, and you also got to remember too, you're competing with other teams who are trying to get yeah. Sean Murphy as well off of the top of your head. Who are some of those teams that you know are also interested in uh, acquiring him there haven't been any like uh substantiated rumors but i would assume like uh, the guardians could use an upgrade offensively since uh, we, we saw them in the playoffs uh yeah. and they also could use a backstop uh the yankees are always a, a topic uh but they also have jose Trevino, who is good yeah. uh they'd have just a ridiculous just won, tandem. Just won the gold glove you know yeah. you know <laughs> he just took it from um, sean those are a couple. There's, there's been other teams. Uh, the Red Sox, uh, I think, uh, need one after they traded Christian Vasquez. Uh, the Astros could use an upgrade, but I don't want him going there. So please, uh, I will <laughs> I will take Dakota Hudson from you. <laughs> Would they dare trade in the division to the Astros? They're I, arguably I, their top player. You want to know how they got Ramon Laureano? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is how uh, they got but, him. But, I, I mean, they, they haven't done it as much recently since the Astros became good. So, uh, I don't think so. They also, you know, traded for Jed Lowry a couple times from the Astros. Uh, they, they've done this before, but I don't know that there's still that same uh, willing willingness to work together that there, sure. there had been in the past. Yeah. Well, I, I know Oakland and St. Louis have uh, made some pretty big trades over the years. Most of the time, I mean, let's be honest, the Cardinals kind of fleeced you. You know, when, when we're talking Mark McGuire, we're talking Matt Holliday, uh, <laughs> Mark Mulder. I guess that one wasn't so bad because Mulder died basically two years felt, after the, they got him. The Mulder one I felt good about, honestly. Got Dan, the, is that the, the Dan Mulder. Heron trade? Did they get yeah, Dan uh, Heron in that one? That yeah. was, and he was Dan Heron, Kiko Calero and others. <laughs> uh the mark Mulder one i i feel like sorry not the mark Mulder, the mark uh mcguire one i was young and very new to not new to baseball but you know i wasn't like paying attention i was like 12 sure when it happened. but yeah. uh i don't remember who the a's got back it doesn't matter but i i remember seeing that billy bean was about to take over as the a's gm and it was mm -hmm. sandy alderson who traded him right before he was about to leave so that 
Billy Bean's first move didn't have to be trading Mark McGuire because they needed to trade Mark McGuire. And so I feel like he was just going to kind of take whatever. And so wow. I'm holding that one off to the side. That's not this this uh, this tenure right here. So uh, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say that that's okay. And then Stephen Biscotti, that one worked out well for a season for us. And uh, yeah. you guys got... It, it, yeah, Ro Munoz for for you guys and yeah. one other guy. Well, that there? that was under extreme circumstances because Biscotti's yeah. mom was sick and it was yes. just kind of like doing him a solid, like, hey, yeah. let's get you home so you can be around for what's going to happen there. Which uh, ended up being a cool move by both teams to just pull was, that off. Yeah. You know, I, so. I really liked you know having him in Oakland. Um, he he provided some great memories for the fans of Oakland, and uh, sure. I was you know bummed that they DFA'd him this year. I was like, uh, let him play out the contract. It's fine. Yeah. What are we gonna do? And but, uh, you know, baseball is baseball. Now, just so you know, uh, Mark McGuire was traded for the combination of TJ Matthews, Eric Ludwig, and Blake Stein. Ooh, Legend. I remember Blake Legend. Stein. <laughs> <laughs> Legends in the Oakland uniform, by, you know, the, by all accounts. Really good stuff there. Um, uh, one other thing I wanted to show you, too. I wanted to show you this real quick before we wrap things up because we're going a little yeah. long. But So um, growing up, uh, obviously I liked McGuire. The bash brothers were a big deal, uh, back in the day when I was little, love the Cardinals, but it was fun to watch Oakland on TV. And I hated the fact, like watching when the Dodgers beat them. Like, I was like, what is this? This is not the cool team. Oh, the cool team to win things. This is stupid. And, uh, then the Reds do the same thing and ruin it for them again. Uh, but my parents gave me this. Yes. Back in the day. Look at it. Look, look love at the look at the mullet that is such good hair and the and the <laughs> autograph of and the plaque 4040 look at this guy uh, look at this guy loved me some jose canseco back in the day and uh i mean nobody knew he was you know the crazy person that he is but uh i just wanted to point that out that i, I do have love for the oakland a's <laughs> they were a good time um i have nothing of the cardinals and um i <laughs> I believe in Cardinals devil magic. I think that it's real. So <laughs> I don't know if that hurts you or not. I, I just believe in it. And uh, that's all. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't blame you for that. It's too bad that it didn't work out uh, this year in the playoffs for us. But, yeah. you know, that's why they're they're trying to improve. And uh, that's yeah. why a lot of people think that making a trade with Oakland for Sean Murphy is going to be uh, something that they're really after. In your opinion, just to mm -hmm. wrap it up, what are the odds that, something gets done with the Cardinals over everybody else for Sean Murphy. I mean, I I've circled the Cardinals as his landing spot for months now. I, I think that that's where he goes. Uh, I have no insider information on that. It just feels like the right fit and the Cardinals would feel like the team that would go and maybe give that extra piece because of losing uh, Yadier Molina and wanting to keep that train going. And also, uh, I think that he'd be a good Cardinal, honestly. There are guys that you can picture in like Cardinals red, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah he'd be good. I offered you Paul Blackburn because I think that Paul Blackburn would look good in Cardinals red. Uh, mm -hmm. And he'd be like a solid like fourth or fifth starter. He'd be a nice depth option for you guys. And so, yeah. um, Romero, I don't know. He, he strikes me as more of like a Blue Jay. But, uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, I think that... Uh, I think that it's likely, in my opinion, that the Cardinals are the team that actually do the bidding. Uh, the only team that I would be concerned about, honestly, would be the Guardians because they also have a lot of prospects. A lot and, of young uh, guys, too. That team yeah. was young last year. So it, it's just a matter of uh, which which 
offer do the A's like more? It's not necessarily about what you offer. It's about the specific guys that the A's like more. So uh, we'll see. But I, I like Mason Wynn, and I want Mason Wynn. So <laughs> I say the Cardinals. <laughs> I tell you what, if we trade Mason Wynn, to the Oakland A's, they better go out and talk to one of these free agent shortstops because they're going to be hurting if they have to rely, you know, heaven forbid something happens to Tommy Edmond and it's Paul DeYoung stuck at shortstop again for the St. Louis Cardinals this year. People will lose their minds. So, uh, but it's good to hear that Sean Murphy is someone yeah. of the, one of those guys, like when you talked about his personality, that sounds very Cardinal like, you know, yeah. it's business. I'm here to have a good time, but it's business. Let's win ball games. And, yeah. uh, that's something they're very much interested in. So, uh, Jason, I appreciate you uh, yeah. jumping in here and uh, doing this crossover episode. And uh, for those of you who uh, are listening to us, we appreciate you for making Locked on Cardinals and Locked on A's your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube to both of our channels. Follow both of us on Twitter. You've got uh, our handles there below, Jason. You can see that. Follow the pages of uh, the Locked on Cardinals and Locked on A's. And uh, I appreciate you guys listening in. You're the best fans of baseball for a reason. We'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals and Locked on A's. Hey.